Tuesday, Yates Cup week. We've got all defense today. Tomorrow's quarterbacks, uh, but for now, it is defense, defense, defense. And I want to start with talking about the front seven for the Golden Hawks, led by Brandon Amanua, Matt Caruso, Lou Brook Baker, and of course, Ify Onyemanum. And the rookie, Ethan Gregorichich, who's been holding it down in the middle for them. Uh, I think this is a huge plus for them as it allows Ify to use his athleticism outside the box. Duncan Naughty as well, holding it down. But this group had the third best run defense all season long behind Queens, behind Western. Uh, that front four eats a lot of double teams, lets their linebackers run free. And when you're playing Western, who does a lot of pulling and moving of their offensive line, having that D-line penetration and having that D-line limit the movement or the ability to go second level of the offensive line is going to be a huge factor. I know Western doesn't have Keon Edwards. They've got Troy Thompson leading the way. But it's going to be a huge benefit because they still are going to rely on that run to get their offensive scheme going. As for the pass game with this front seven, okay. <laughs> Ify has always been spectacular at getting out into coverage. I, I think this is the biggest blessing that the Argos gave the Laurier Golden Hawks. And it's not because Ify wasn't skilled enough to make the roster at the CFL level. It's the fact that they have so many national players that they have the best linebacking core, bar none, in the CFL. Oh, wait, and outstanding uh, Canadian of the last Grey Cup, Enoch Mwamba, didn't really play this year. So for them, they said, okay, I feel like, look, we have too many guys. We're going to send you back to school. And that just unlocked this Laurier defense because he is the key in that front seven. He allows them to do anything they want. Um, he's fast enough to run with running backs, any of them in the country. He is athletic enough to drop into coverage, and he's smart enough to know where your passing lanes are and what you're trying to expose in his system. So uh, for them, Ify has been the key. He has played a spectacular season. Uh, first team all-star as well. Just a great, true and true linebacker that the Lori Goldhawks are going to send to the pro levels because they always send a player every single year up to the CFL ranks. All right. Uh, Brew Baker obviously has not been fully healthy all season long, but they've been using him in spots. And when he comes in, the presence is felt immediately. I mean, last week against Windsor in the semifinal, they put Brew Baker in to help close the game. Three straight pass rushes. He's denting the offensive line into Domovsky's lap. Now, he's going to have a tougher task going against the Western offensive line but to me the the presence that he just brings off the edge it disrupts the whole scheme and then you can move a Caruso inside and an Amanua inside and really play with more of a speed package than teams are expecting to see and really get after it in second and long third and long if they're trying to go for it in that kind of a scenario but um, your second and long package with Brubaker on the field really creates some mismatches and forces teams to either Put the ball out early where the speed of the Golden Hawks DBs can take over or put the ball up where they have to gain ground and cover and try to get under it with a lot more time at it. So uh, we'll talk now about the DBs here. Uh, Ethan Bayfield, Chris Haggart, uh, Nico McCarthy, Jahari Hastings, Malik Kote. Jahari Hastings, transfer in from Simon Fraser this year. Uh, saw him flying around at camp 
and right away, Coach Fald said he's he's going to be sweet. Like this is this is the kind of guy that <laughs> you want to have leading your secondary because at that boundary half spot, he's going to be in the tightest man coverage, the toughest matchups. He's got to be able to be physical in the box, and he brings it all. He has it all. And with this defense, the way Coach V has it moving around and changing. He's going to be put in so many different roles that he has to be athletic enough to cover off so many different jobs, whether it is in the box, whether it is high, whether it's man, ISO'd. Um, Jari Hastings has brought it all. He ended up having a couple big pass breakups last week. Uh, I expect he's going to have a huge game considering the fact that Queens has just as good of halfbacks and Western said, yeah, we're going right at them. So expect Jahari Hastings to have a huge number of targets thrown his way. Um, we'll see how he matches up again with Mojo Moss, Vaughn, Seth Robertson. You know the names. All right, the other guy I want to talk about, uh, Malik Kote. He was phenomenal last week. And not just from a pass coverage standpoint, but from a physicality and playing the run. Those Windsor running backs are not easy to take out and to tackle. And Malik Kote throwing his absolute entire body into these guys. It was something to be seen. It's the kind of attitude and the the kind of toughness that you need your team to play with if you're going to have a winning football team and a chance at a championship. And for your boundary corner to be that guy who is throwing his body on the line, um, it, it makes a huge difference. So big shout out to Laurier defense. They have been fantastic all season long. Uh, They've got a pretty good points per game going 18.1. Western's 18.9, but I have a feeling that this week we might get a bit higher of a total. Um, I'm really excited for this one. Let's move over to the Western defense now because uh, as we get through the season, there's been one name that I have constantly been talking about. It has been Jackson Finley, Jackson Finley, Jackson Finley and uh, as he has continued to make this switch as Daniel Valente has aged out from the program and graduated Jackson Finley has been phenomenal Uh, he has so much range and he makes such a difference over the middle in the run game in a low zone in a high zone that he essentially eliminates a portion of the field you have to find 30, and that is a section you are not throwing to. If he's playing in the middle third, yeah, look somewhere else. If he's playing in a cover two look out on the left side of the field, yeah, you're going to shift your appearance and your reads over to the right. You're going to start to avoid him because he's going to make you have a mistake. He's going to force your receivers into a mistake. He's going to fumble the ball, strip the ball, pick the ball. You name it, he's getting his hands on it somehow, somewhere. Um, Richard to do before has been, well, first team all OUA as a corner. He has been lights out. I I thought that him, Louis Laveau, Kevin Victome, uh, the three of them had isolated themselves in a class above the rest in terms of shut down, line up, lock them down. Uh, a do before so long. And last year, like Marshall looked at me when we got to the eights cup, he goes, dude, his legs are like the size of me. Like he is long long uh and since then the do before has put on muscle mass he has built up his frame so he can be more physical and 
while maintaining his speed and his ability in coverage, he has made himself into, quite frankly, an ideal prospect, an ideal body type for a CFL team to take because look at who was a top-end player last year. It was uh, Harrison or Suramian Bagiogo, long athletic corner from Guelph. Connor and I preach this every year. The length of these DBs is somehow growing, and a do before is the next step in that because not only is he long, he is also built, and he has built his body into something that can eliminate receivers physically and technically in coverage. All right, Rob Panabaker, the vet. He's he's going to be there. He's going to make some plays. Um, the linebacking core, sneaky good for Western. Max Nixon, Riley McLeod, Lorenz Bowers-Kane, uh, they have done a fantastic job at limiting the teams in the run game where you know sometimes their defensive line over the last couple of years has not been as strong. That linebacking core has made up for that and stepped up in a big way. Knowing that they have the athleticism behind them at DB, I think they're a little bit more run heavy in their reads as linebacking core, but... Uh, it certainly does make a difference as they are now primed to play against a team where, yeah, they're going to have to stop the run. It's going to be on them because the way Laurier runs their wide zone, runs their uh, counter plays, their power plays, they eliminate a lot of defensive linemen just with movement and just with scheme. The linebacking core has to be able to scrape over, has to be able to fill gaps quicker than Quentin Scott. And guess what? When Quentin Scott gets tired, they've got a fastball pitcher in Tanner Nelms who is a track sprinter. He's going to get after it too. He looks like a track sprinter. I don't know if he actually runs track or not, but um, I call him the track sprinter because Quentin Scott is the hammer, but he somehow finds a way to glide past DBs and linebackers for these massive runs. Uh, Tanner Nelms to me is the is the sprinter. He's the, he's the lightning to Scott's thunder, if you will. So... For Nixon, McLeod, Bowers, Haynes, they're going to have to be on their ball to stop that run game, but also have to be wary of the fact that Laurier likes a lot of those intermediate, over-the-middle passing plays when they get going into their play action. Elgers will sit, give a second, whip one past the linebacker's head. So they have to be on their ball for that and watch for Ethan Jordan uh, and Raiden Thorne and Co. to be coming across the middle into their zones. All right. I want to talk about Max von Muldorfer before we get out of here. Uh, a couple years ago, it was pretty cool to see him play against his older brother at St. FX when he was in his first year. And, of course, uh, the St. FX linebacker, von Muldorfer, had been there for quite some time. It was his last game, I believe. Um, Max has come a long way in terms of being one of the good pass-rushing interior defensive linemen that we have in the conference. I, I think that his numbers won't show up, but he pushes a pocket in a way that a lot of interior guys struggle to. Uh, I think with this Western D-line, it's a lot of new names. It's a lot of turnover. But there's also a lot of young players who have been there a couple years but just didn't have the chance to play as many reps as they have now. And coming into their own all season long... Uh, it's been a fun watch. It's been an interesting watch because they don't have those big name players. Like I said with Laurier, Amanua, and Luke Brubaker. They don't have that name recognition on the defensive line. But all of these guys get after it. They all play very hard. And the scheme that they have has allowed them 
to do so. So uh, there's your defenses. There's your uh, things to watch for. A do before he's going to have a huge day, I have a feeling. Uh, just the way he's going to match up with Raiden Thorne and Ethan Jordan and Dejutaleo. It's going to be a big watch. It's going to be a fun watch. We're here for it. Tomorrow, quarterbacks. Marshall Ferguson. Be ready. It's coming. All right. See you guys tomorrow.